Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about one beach, infinite singles, and ghost sobs that will haunt this resort forever. <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise is here. We're back, baby. Season eight of the franchise's most fun spinoff is premiering just in time for fall. I mean, like, what could be more autumnal than dating in bikinis? It just screams. <laughs> screams fall. This year, I honestly think Paradise is counter-programming to spooky season, and I'm kind of okay with it. I'm not ready for summer to be over for once in my life, so I'm leaning it, in. Except that in, in reality, it's actually, it's actually spookier than <laughs> spooky season. <laughs> the terror is more real. <laughs> Here to join us for the first day on the beach is Aubrey Gordon, host of the Incredible Maintenance Phase podcast and author of What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat and the upcoming book, You Just Need to Lose Weight. Aubrey, thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm like overjoyed to talk about what I think is officially my favorite Bachelor property. Yeah. Yeah. The whole I think constellation of Bachelor stars. This is Have the to North agree. Star. Like, it's just the best. This is the best one. Claire was pointing out, like, this is why we put in the work. Yeah, that's right. True. Like, this is what we build to. <laughs> We've been studying. <laughs> We've been learning all the new guys and girls for this. Exactly. For this moment. This We've is all like been how... cross-training for the last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, we're finally ready for our marathon. Yeah, this is our version of how you have to watch all the, the Marvel movies and TV shows. So when the big, like, one with all 15 of them in it comes out, you know what's been happening with them. Yeah, that's right. I that's don't watch right. Marvel, yeah. so that's Mar my impression yeah. of what See, happened. sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> sounds the big correct. one with 15 of them. As a <laughs> the one, like the Avengers, I think. 
Yes, yes. That's the one that's just like the Avengers. You're like, you know, the really big the one big with one. all the people. And then you see the poster and you're like, oh, so the movie stars have all been working. They're just not in anything I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> movie stars aren't dead. They just only exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. So, okay. so let's talk about the Avengers Bachelor Edition. Of our time. We start with a preview for the whole season full of kissing, proclamations of love, lightning, tears, shouting matches. And the show hadn't even begun. And I was already having a revelation within myself about the Bachelor franchise. On most reality dating shows, people live in fear of like being sent home. But on this franchise now, every season, at least one person sobs, I want to go home. And they <laughs> can't. Like, please, let, please let me out of this here. This is the dating I... show people want to escape and they cannot. It's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. It truly is. At one point in this uh, little promo, Jesse literally says, who will meet only pain and suffering? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I missed that line, but that is art. <laughs> they are I leaning like, so oh far my in. God, they're like this is a fucking terror show. They're like we've heard no you one think gets out alive. We've heard you think there's a lot of suffering on the show lately, and you know what? We're making there that is. our brand. We're leaning yeah. in. Right. If Gabby and Rachel's season didn't ring you out, <laughs> get ready. We have yeah. so Just many more wait. people. Yeah. Grab the Gatorade. Hydrate. You got to be prepared. <laughs> So here he is on the sunny beaches of Mexico in his short sleeve button up, welcoming us to paradise. And he says that this magical beach has been home to so many devastating breakdowns that the locals here say, if you listen carefully enough, you can still hear the sound of crying. And he okay, plays, again, he plays some piped in sobs. He's not like, wow, so many beautiful love connections have been made on this beach. He's like, no, no, no. The point here <laughs> is that people have lost their minds and <laughs> they still haunt this place. Yeah. Like, who are you going to see cry this year? I mean, the thing is, he does mention the love connections. It's just clearly not the main event. The main <laughs> event is the sobbing. It really, that opening dialogue really did feel like <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise presented to you by Blumhouse. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, things are getting dark. <laughs> yes. Do you think they are trying to lean into Halloween? Like, they're like, we're trying to make this feel more compatible with the time of year you'll be watching it. Who knows? It was Who a knows? lot. Uh, so then we get into some intro packages. And I gotta say, the women from Clayton's season came ready to play ball with producers. They're like, I will do oh, whatever yeah. it takes to get scream time. Hunter introduces herself while sitting on a toilet and saying, I'm scared shitless to be in paradise. And then she flushes the toilet. Oh. Yeah. And Hunter was also the one who explained the different kinds of IBS. Yeah. Yes. So Hunter... It's her only personality trait, Here's apparently. the thing. She's like... I I'm known for having IBS and I'm like Hunter no one I didn't no remember one remembered that. that that was like a throwaway moment and you've decided to turn it into your personal brand we never see Hunter <laughs> talking about anything other than IBS in this totally. whole first episode either Hunter has decided to put this at the forefront in which case sure man I don't know visibility have more conversations about a stigmatized health thing sure on the flip side, it is also possible. I just felt like I could hear producers being like, say more about your IBS. Do you have anything I to say about your poop today? 
I think that what producers probably did, and I think it's evil, mm. is that they were like, everyone's going to be thinking about your IBS. You need to own it and show yeah. that you're in on the joke. And yeah. that's mean because I truly don't think anyone you're like, was there thinking was no about joke. It. No one knew. No one re- remembered much about her at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's but... like, let me ingrain this into all of your memories now by unpacking 15 rolls of toilet paper from a suitcase and using it to flirt with guys on the beat. Like, again... You're right, Aubrey. We love seeing uh, visibility for stigmatized illness. Chronic illness. I don't know if Hunter is going to watch back and be happy that she made this her brand. Correct. <laughs> like, I don't know that she's going to be thrilled about that. And I also don't know. Like, I'm just like, this just felt like it had producer <laughs> fingerprints just all over it. Or at least editor fingerprints. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, right. the chances that 100% of this person's dialogue <laughs> were about IBS yeah, are very slim. Slim. Very slim. I mean, I'm just going to say I got through, got through this two-hour episode and did remember that Hunter has IBS and barely remembered that Hunter made a love connection with Johnny. So, yeah. I mean, I will say What this. was the takeaway here? Hunter fits into the one-third of contestants that I have completely memory-holed. But I have, like, no <laughs> I mean, recollection fair. of at all. And now you will remember her. And so now in I a will way, definitely remember her. So if worked. that is the mission, yeah. mission accomplished. We did it. Yeah. You know, she... she Picked a brand. She committed. <laughs> we'll see whether she whether she's happy with the results. But it's true. I do remember Hunter now. Johnny <laughs> enters next, or he gets the next intro package, which is a faux retro rap video for a no. song called no. "Toes in the Sand." Like I thought we like, I thought we had this conversation, Johnny. Like, don't like. No, Was he not listening when we told him to stop? Yeah, rapping it's weird on that he show. didn't listen to us. It's weird that all the white people that we've told not to rap on this show they never listened. listen. They never listen. Shocking. Normally, <laughs> listening is a strong suit of white people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like on the one hand, I was like, this roll-in package is causing me physical pain, <laughs> and also the flip side of that was, I was like. Genuinely, Johnny is a dude who was 100% built for paradise from yes. Oh, I'm like, this is yes. the role you were born to play, my dude. Welcome. I look I forward mean, to seeing the many messes that you create in the process. Even You can tell even from the way that he talks about it. That he's just feeling an exhale, like okay, like this is why I came on this, this show. Is, yeah, like I accidentally got really far with Gabby, but like this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. Based on the previews, I think Johnny and uh, Logan are going to be the extremely messy royalty. Yeah, of this season. Like, oh, they're about to make out with everyone. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. correct. And then everyone's <laughs> gonna get so mad, and they're both gonna be totally mystified. And I just can't wait. <laughs> I just think back to like Logan watching how it went over that he switched from Rachel to Gabby while knowing what he had also done in Paradise, <laughs> and that there was still so much left to unfurl. And I do feel a twinge of sympathy. Uh, I'm just waiting for Johnny to get engaged because I feel like they really set that up for us with him being like, I am just in a place in my life where I cannot get engaged to anyone four weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. 
this man he's definitely get getting engaged yes. Yes. serene yeah. is uh gets the next intro walking out of a school building and throwing her binders in the air because school's out she's ready for paradise she's hoping to meet brandon who gets a bachelor edit intro package yes. as his little package oh my god i was so angry that remembering that we have a season of Zach watching Brandon. Yeah. I just Bip also feels to me like a parade of like what we could have had as Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like there are just always people on Bachelor in Paradise that I'm like, you would have been killer. We could have had a Brandon Bachelor. We could have had a Rodney Bachelor. Are you kidding me? I would think have been, like, that they absolutely killer. Like they truly banked. They sent all of their best guys to paradise, banking mm-hmm. on a star coming out of Gabby and Rachel, and then that just did not happen. And they were like, "Fuck it!" Like we can't have one of our paradise guys suddenly be the bachelor. So I guess it's Zach. And I think they should have saved their top guy as bachelor. That's my controversial opinion, apparently. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe I, we I don't get... know, Claire. I think quite a lot of no, people. No, everyone agree agrees. You. It's controversial <laughs> with production. So here's my question for you all. You will remember this better than I do as like human Bachelor Wikipedia pages. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, I wish that has anyone, <laughs> is there anyone that you can recall? Like in my head, I have like a vague memory of Nick Vile following this path mm. of like, uh, being a contestant on The Bachelorette, then going to BIP and then coming out of it, The Bachelor. Yeah, yes. is he's that not a the thing only that has one. Okay, okay, Colton, okay, okay. Colton, Colton did Colton the same also. thing. Oh, right. The problem is that th- that all of the schedules were pushed this year. So yeah, if gotcha. we had just been wrapping up Paradise and like Rodney was single or Justin was single or yeah. Brandon was single, we might see one of them having gotten the nod. I doubt it because I think they just wanted a basic white dude named Zach but we can dream Um, but yeah the timeline did not work out for them so we do see Brandon's sobbing classic bachelorette finale day heartbreak with Michelle and then he's like I'm ready to find love again and I will say that Brandon unlike a bachelor does come in seemingly zeroed in on one person we'll get to that (laughs) Uh, Kira gets the next intro package and I just want (sighs) to remind everyone that she is Uh a doctor because otherwise you might be like, why is she wearing a lab coat and stethoscope on the beach? It's because she's a physician. With a string bikini. String bikini, lab coat, stethoscope, complete look. As we all know. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what she wore night one of the bachelor as well and then she's like well i feel i didn't really show myself during the bachelor and i'm like kira this is what you wore to the bachelor too so we're actually doing sort of the same thing she's like i hope the audience sees more of the real me in paradise and she unbuttons her lab coat she shows her bikini clad boobs and she's like whatever's ailing you take two of these and call me in the morning or don't except except your delivery had some energy claire and kira's (laughs) delivery I was just like, you got, if you're gonna do one of these lines, like you gotta sell it properly. And it was like, whatever's ailing you, just take two of these and call me in the morning or don't. Like, I do, like, I appreciate the risk taking. I appreciate that she went for it. She's going in for the sexy. She's like, she's like, like I'm sexy. 
I love sex. And I'm like, that rules. That's fucking great. Killer. Yeah. She's like, the delivery fell a little flat for me. It was a little awkward. Look, it's It's hard. I couldn't do it either. Okay. It's the kind of delivery that normally the Bachelor (laughs) franchise reserves for fake phone calls in an office. Yes, I'll get those designs to you right away. The like fully staged, like oh, rolling back is normally where that lives and dies. Right. So it's just yeah. surprising to see one say see someone say it directly to camera. Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, hey, hello. We're here You're now. just like, uh. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, God. Poor Kira. She she is like, I really want to come through more edgy on this season. The real question is not whether I'm going to find love. It's how many times I'm going to be in the boom, boom room and with how many people I think in another another life I would have been a porn star. It's it's true. It's just like she can't sell any of this. It doesn't seem like she's really feeling it. I believe that she very well might. And she's just not good at performing that on camera. But it's this a is a TV show. <laughs> I I need you to sell it a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not getting thing. it. That really struck me about Kira, too, that I was like, I bet if I met you, you would be like a deeply lovely person and I'd have like a great conversation. And there's something that's happening on camera where it's this is not, like translating. not yeah. translating. Absolutely yes. not translating. Yeah, right. She's really gorgeous. She's mm-hmm. like accomplished. She doesn't have that pops on TV quality to her personality. I noticed it on The Bachelor, too. And I think that she really came in being like, I'm going to be that like reality TV big personality. But it's just you can see that it's not natural to her. You can see the effort. And I'm like, just be a beautiful, a beautiful, hot, sexy doctor or something. Or like, I don't know. It seems good. <laughs> Play That's the tough hand good. you've been dealt. Very <laughs> yeah, <young> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think she could make uh, it work. I know it's hard. It's a tough <laughs> right, road like, to It's hoe. really tough, but I suspect <laughs> someone might, someone might, might want that. that. Uh, next, we meet Jacob. We meet Jacob, who is shirtless and drinking margaritas while doing every exercise <gasps> under the sun. He is grocery shopping shirtless. He's like, appearances don't really matter. It's about the inside. Never have I believed someone less when they say appearances. He's on the record repeatedly talking about how much appearances matter. So. Also, I did appreciate, I was like, oh, this is very fun editing. Thank you, Bachelor of Paradise editors. That they were, that he was like, it's what's on the inside that counts. Like looks don't really matter to me, but also I really do love someone with like a great butt. And then he starts yeah. talking at me. <laughs> and like, and immediately thick, <laughs> thick manic thick eyebrows, like not too plucked, but just like really thick, but manicured and nice looking. Yeah, he's like, I want them thick, but like don't let them get crazy. It's like, ladies. oh, Jacob, you like on trend eyebrows. Like yeah. what how original. <laughs> Um, he's like, I like, I like a lady with a peach that's really round and bouncy. And as he's God. saying this, the, the editors also show him picking up an orange bell pepper from the produce section <laughs> and crunching right into it. I, I kind of, I liked that little bit of shade. They were like, this is a man that cannot identify a peach in the grocery <laughs> store and sick burn. Um, Genevieve is sorting through her bikinis. She says on the list, it says, bring as many bathing suits as you have. And I have 200. So I'm definitely prepared. How does that happen? Okay. So here's what I was thinking. (laughs) 
Even if you live in Miami and you go to the beach every day, that is like, I don't know, nine months worth of a different swimsuit every single day of your life. I don't understand. I what? don't think I, I don't own 200 it. of any <laughs> of item a, of clothing. Any single item. Yeah. I have oh. like uh, I have like 10 t-shirts. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I my guess... high point with like a clothing obsession gotten out of control in my 20s was that I had 20 of something. Oh, my right. Right. And you're like, Whoa. that feels wild. You need Here's at least 10 I times si- I that simply, many. <laughs> I simply don't believe. I simply don't believe Genevieve. Yeah. She is throwing a bunch of bikinis. Influencers I have so many thought, clothes. Man. Thought that that looked like like forty bikinis. Those tops. were just the ones she had already 50? unpacked to put from her <laughs> closet to pack in her suitcase. Oh, there were a hundred. I think there were one hundred sixty more. <laughs> okay, so I had not entertained the idea. That's a very good point. That this could be spawn. This could be like Ooh. gifted by brands. This could be like yeah, like. At least some portion of these. I'm like sort of with both of you that like, I don't think 200 is the number. Now that you say that, I'm like, (laughs) there's just no way. There's just no way. That's not a thing that humans do. I believe she does have greater than average number of bikinis. I think there are a couple things going on here. I think one, I think she probably gets gifted bikinis. I think two, influencers these days are always ordering like 14 bikinis from Shein or Amazon (laughs) and then doing hauls or like trying them on. You can never be seen wearing the same bikini in your, in in your socials twice. So I think she probably has a lot of cheap bikinis and gifted Mm. bikinis. And then I think she got Mm. a bunch more for the show. (laughs) Also, I just had a moment where I was like, I just appreciate that the three of us are breaking this down as if it is the Zapruder film. (laughs) Meanwhile, like, this, this is why we have to do a, a three-hour podcast yes. about every episode. Because we're like, but let's fact know. check this 200 This is one like, line in move 10 along. pages of notes. And we're like, let's dedicate a full segment to it. Okay, Shanae is next. She's like, I'm going to be Shanae. And if the girls don't like it, fuck them. She says she's interested in Justin. And she holds up. A shrimp? I initially thought it was like a a mini bagel, but definitely. It was a shrimp. It was a single shrimp that she's just licking around. She's like, I'm going to kiss him like this. And then she like licks the shrimp. Oh, God, because of the shrimp? Yeah, because of the shrimp. She's the shrimp gate. They want to make her like the new, like, they they always love to have a seafood-themed female villain. Remember (laughs) It's funny, though, (laughs) because she, when she actually comes onto the beach, she's like... I did not remember that there was another. No, I had for, I had forgotten. I had forgotten. That's incredible. <laughs> and Kristen. it's not even seafood. It's just straight up shellfish all the way shellfish. down. Shellfish. It has to be shellfish. We need a crab villain stat. <laughs> I mean, salmon gate has the less of a range. It's to true. It. Salmon isn't inherently comical. Yeah. Um. So she she devours the shrimp like she's going to devour Justin's mouth. And then we meet re-meet Justin, who says he's back to give us more memes. We got a lot of sort of intentional reaction faces from Justin this episode. He says he's been working on his Spanish. I think he has a lot more work to do. <laughs> Keep banging on that Duolingo, my dude. He's like, Mi amor? That's like Mexican and Spanish. I'm trilingual. 
Justin. That feels not even true if you spell it T-R-Y lingual. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not even. He's it not really even trying. Feel like you're trying. Yeah, there's no, there's no effort being shown here. Yikes. Oh. So much respect for Mexican culture already. We're, we're not even on the beach yet. I mean, yeah, very on brand for this show. Yeah. <laughs> so Jill is having her cat. Of course, she is the cat mom. She has her cat pick between photos of her potential matches on the beach and then tries to pack her cat into her suitcase. And ultimately packs a stuffed replica of her cat instead. Um, And she's like, I was worried about other people's opinions on The Bachelor. Now I'm ready to show my true self and get engaged. So we'll see how that goes. The the making of Bachelor in Paradise and sort of the like style and voice of the show always includes like it feels like like five to ten percent like skit at a middle school assembly oh yeah (laughs) i'd say higher higher than that that's that's you might that might be an underestimation that's like a 40 to 50 (laughs) percent it's like (laughs) it's like Uh, half people being like i was heartbroken and now i'm ready to pick up the pieces and the other half is like here's my cat she's made of cotton wool it's just a heady mix yeah, it really, it was really something to see that stuffed cat go into a suitcase and watch her close it. And she got it to like two thirds closed and then they cut away. And I was yeah. like, I think. No, and then, and then we see her just, just speaking very intently to her stuffed kitty Normal. in Mexico yeah. in a hotel room. It's like, they really, they love any sort of bit that they're like, this woman, fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. she's talking to something that she shouldn't she's talking to a, a an animal or a fake right. animal right it's claire in right paradise. it's yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly They're like we don't care that she's obviously in on this yeah. what a dummy yeah it's the insecurity that men have about women having relationships with creatures other than their male <laughs> partners um and that's you know that's my ted talk so finally we get michael a's package he is ready for another crack at love he is prepared with more beard and more muscles and he got really swole for this and i'm worried that probably a lot of shirts don't fit him anymore it looked like a tight (laughs) tight around the biceps he says he talked to his son james about coming on the show and how it, it was hard he still missed James's mom and he was hung up on her and James said uh, I miss her too but everybody needs somebody he's like James misses having a mother figure I obviously I'm a soft touch I was crying at this point yeah um yeah Michael is like I just find him very compelling yeah yeah I the thing that I thought about with Michael was a I'm like excited that it seems to be shaping up that he's like a hot commodity on the beach because I just feel like like that is a rarity for single parents on this show, right? Like yes. that's like that usually does not happen for single parents. So I'm like, yay. Uh, and also the thing that I really keyed into this time around was like, boy, oh boy. Michael is like Evan Bass, like 3.0 maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like there've been yeah. a couple yes. of big iterations. He's like less of a goober. <laughs> He's like still like, <laughs> painfully earnest do you know what i mean like i was just like this is like all of the best parts of evan bass 
And like, yeah. I look forward to seeing how this. Oh my progresses. God. That's such a good point. They're like, we can build a better Evan. <laughs> Sorry, Evan. <laughs> like, I love you. The technology is we here. We do love Evan. <laughs> yes, we have the technology. <laughs> um, and truly also like, it seems like Michael, I love Michael, but it did seem really apparent to me that he knew he was going to be a hot commodity and he wanted to like be prepared for the role. Like he was like, I have to get buff. I have to be ready to entertain all of these 27 year old women on this beach who want to get in on what daddy Michael has to offer. I'm like, just really, (laughs) I'd really like to see him date a woman in her thirties at some point during the show. It's just, that's my humble request. After last season, I'm like Michael and Sierra, Sierra's 27. That's only an 11 year age gap. Like that's cool. My, I also have that hope for Michael that he dates a person in their thirties on this show. And, uh, my one condition on that is just like, not lace. How about not lace? Yeah. Oh no. I no, have no, a no, feeling that he is no. not going to be dating I'm not lace. concerned really about that. Good. 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 I just don't see yeah. it. No, no. Lace is I, not I giving me an... emotionally in her thirties and ready to be a stepmom. Exactly. Ooh, like, I need we're like a, get there, but like, yeah. Whoa. Yikes on bikes. Yeah. Lace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of lace, I feel like we need to uh, get started on these arrivals. Let's open paradise. First on the beach is Serene. Power position for a power player. You know, they as put, we remember, they put a top Serena first. was the first woman on the beach last yeah. season. Bodes well for Serene. She, They're like, she's our big romantic heroine. Yeah, they, they want to set her up for success. Michael A. shows up next, uh, first guy on the beach again. Good sign for him. Yeah. He is in Velcro lock sneakers, which I, I, I appreciated. Jesse is obsessed with how much men can lift, so they actually talk about Michael's gym routine for a while before he is allowed to come down to the beach. I was like, Jesse, release him. Honestly, every time Jesse talks to a man on the show, he's just like, wow, I don't lift as much as you anymore. You're looking really good, and me, not so much these days. Anyway, you have fun down there, and I'm like, Jesse, please stop. It's really, it's, it is both, like, cringy and weird and also such a like validation of his authenticity as a pure product of bachelor nation <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like this oh, is like yeah. bachelor ai like yeah. dialogue that it puts out for jesse <laughs> like it's it's really incredible that's so true um next is andrew and following that is genevieve she and serene have like an orgasmic reunion And at this point, with the first four on the beach, they all seem pretty pleased. They're like, we could stop it here. This is a good foursome. Let's pass the time by assessing how hot everyone here is. And it turns out hot. hot. Very hot. hot. All of them quite hot. I think we have a clip of what Michael says to Andrew. First impressions. Youthful. (laughs) Energetic. Youthful. Vibrant. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Very youthful. <laughs> Both of them. You guys are saying that word. Oh, it's true. In my position. <laughs> oh, my God. There's just really something great about hearing Andrew, like, giggling in disbelief, being like, please stop. Why do you keep doing that? You yeah, gotta Andrew's stop. like, don't make it weird, man. Like... <laughs> 
It was like so deeply relatable that was just like, why are you, you're bringing not just that you are a dad, but like that you are their dad energy. And like, yeah. Yeah. Knock that off right now. Truly, oh, Michael yeah. keeps being like, this is like dad going to summer camp now. I'm in good and hands. Like, and I was like, are you on the children at summer camp? <laughs> Do you, is that what you think that would happen if you went to summer camp as a dad that you would be dating? God, I'll tell girl? you what, like, <laughs> it's great that Michael is getting a good at it because if he was not, that would be, oh, yeah. woo, they would have some material to work with. Yeah, I mean, the thing oh, is yeah. that he does seem just so sweet that it it carries him through saying yeah. some things that you're like, I wish he wouldn't. Because you're like, it, you're like, what is he doing? Like, is he excited that they're young? It doesn't necessarily it's, seem it, that way, but he's not mad at it either. He's just like, how can I not be weird about this? And right, but in the also, process, he's, he's being weird about it. He's being weird. And he also clearly is like very aware that he's a lot older than everyone is like, hmm, youthful. Like I, yeah. I, I prefer sort of that to the guys saying. who come in and are like, these thirty-year-old women are disgusting, yeah. bruised fruit who should be yeah. put in a compost heap for yes. sure. There's no question that it is far from like the worst of the comments on The Bachelor. Like <laughs> Michael is not a Chad. We don't need to worry about oh, a suitcase God. full of lunch meat. We don't need to, you know what I mean? Like, we're fine. Yeah. But also, that is a, like, you're so youthful is also like a thing that, like, a creepy dude on the bus would yes! say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, oh, no. Like, no, thank you. It is a little bit like, well, Michael, why did you come? Like, this is a show about 25 to 28-year-old women finding love, essentially. Like, that's yeah. basically what it is. And if this is uh. where you want to find your next partner and stepmother for James. Like, it seems like you picked that on it's, purpose. So yeah, it's going to be a 26 year old. Make most peace likely. with it. I mean, I hope again, I'm holding out hope. We'll see. Um, but we'll see. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with the next bunch of arrivals. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah, Ugh. read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There Same. are not a lot of hours <laughs> to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. 
So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, hit classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. alomoves.com code LTSI20. And we're back, and the flood of arrivals is really just getting started. Johnny arrives next. He is in his element. He's like, this is where... He's ready. He's like, this is where Johnny thrives, so Johnny's going to make some magic here. I need that to Johnny stop. Johnny speaks about Johnny in third place. I need yeah, that no. to not be a thing this season. I would genuinely prefer that he used the royal we. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, third person. Do you know what I mean? Like... That I'd be like, hey, hey, you're doing something. You made a choice. <laughs> uh, it more reads is... as him trying to remind everyone of who he is, um, which everyone's just trying to make their mark this season. So Teddy introduces herself as Teddy the Virgin. Again, I'm like, <sighs> think carefully about what brand you decide to own. 
as your brand. I don't I don't know if you want to be defined by being a virgin on this show. It doesn't historically tend to go great. It's when not that right. It's right. Like no. I can't think of like a killer storyline. Like Ashley, I got a happy ending, but after like however many, many of years just, like, of yeah on yeah. camera and just getting raked over the coals and like I don't know, man. It just it's a tough. This sell, show is man. not not known for its sensitivity around really anything to do with sex right. or not having sex. Do or... you want to turn the possibility that you will have sex for the first time into a storyline <sighs> on the show and possibly for like the rest of your young life because that will follow you and you will be asked about it for years to come. Have you lost well, it oh yet? God. Like, what about the guy that you were dating last month? Like, did you guys have sex? If so, how was it? Like that kind of shit happened to Ashley for yeah. years. Oh yeah, and now she has yeah. a baby, so presumably not anymore. But and for a while, for most of these folks, this will be like the high point of public attention for their lives, right? Like, not because like it's all downhill from here or anything, but because The Bachelor is like a huge show, and like, who among yes. us will do anything as big as The Bachelor? Not me. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not gonna. So like, it will like your point about it will follow you forever it feels really really true to me and i just want like i really like teddy i really like teddy <laughs> and i just yeah. want She's what's so best sweet. for her and i feel like this is not gonna serve her in the short or long term like, yeah ooh. yeah i i wish but i'm sure I, I know they all are just like getting coached by producers and they're like i've gotta remind people of who i am and i just i wish they Oh, anyway, Andrew has been really excited to meet Teddy. So this is the part where Andrew gets nervous and weird, and that continues for the rest of the episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, I actually I have something prepared for Teddy. And what he has prepared, <laughs> unless we're being drastically misled by production and editing, is that he has painted a smiley face on his big toenail. And, like... In defiance of reason, Teddy seems like kind of into it. She is. She's like, charmed. you're hilarious. <laughs> like, is that what's happening here? He like okay. takes off one shoe and crosses his leg toward her and she sees it and she starts laughing and laughing. I was like, what is happening in this scene right now? <laughs> I think both of them are just extremely nervous. Yeah, they're extremely nervous and they're extremely into each other. And right. Yeah. I think clearly the two like of them stripped. They came yeah. in. They came in ready to date each other. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily believe they will be served by this nervous energy in the long run, but like it's going to carry them through a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. She also is like, I like the smiley face, but his feet have been through hard times. <laughs> and she's like, I get it. He's a footballer. It's okay. Um, and the men's feet do get a fair amount of uh, critical attention. One of the guys yeah, is Justin like, Justin has a lot of feelings about feet. Yeah, he's like, people are feet, weird about men expose them. showing their feet. So I had to wear sneakers. Um, so then we get a slew of arrivals. Casey, who is 37 from uh, Michelle's season. 
And I, I appreciated that he was like, I am not just a millennial. I'm a geriatric millennial. It does make me so annoyed when guys come in and are like, I'm so old. And they're like 38. And then you have to go down like five years or six years before oh, the like, oldest Lace, woman there. How would that ha- How dare <laughs> how that dare hag she? be 32 showing up here? Like, and I'm like, haha, uh, I'm almost 40. I'm old now, I guess. It's cute or whatever. And the women are like 32 and they're like desperate hags. <laughs> uh, Haley and Brittany arrive next. Jill, Sierra, Sierra brought shots for her and Jesse, and she pours half of hers on her ample cleavage over her like gorgeous tiny beaded bikini she's wearing and then she's like it's okay i'll just rub it in and jesse's <laughs> like let me look anywhere else right now <laughs> and at this like, beautiful it- woman rubbing liquid into her tits i do appreciate that jesse at least seems to to try not to be a creep <laughs> i feel that chris harrison was not putting in that that work i'm like uh, extremely here for sierra's like very bubbly and deep weirdo energy. She's so fun. <laughs> I was just like, this is great. Give me more of this. Yeah. You can tell that everyone immediately just wants to hang out with her and you like understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Michael has been really excited to meet both Brittany and Sierra. And I think it seems like Michael came in with a long list of women that he's excited to take. He's like, I'm open to everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's He's true. truly like, this is just me getting to do The Bachelor on an accelerated timeline um, so that I don't have to be away from home as long. And Jacob then enters with a, I would say, medium-sized leaf taped over his junk. Lots of black box required. <sighs> He's doing a Tarzan bit. He's like yodeling and pounding his chest. I also it's just like we did this yeah. with Kenny. And I just like, I we don't did it. like it and I will never like it, it when the guys come in basically presenting all the women with their dick and they're like, Are you gonna be cool about it or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this is like an in-person dick pic. Like, right. This is like a deeply <laughs> weird way to meet a person for the first time. Yeah. Which is like easy to forget that that's what's happening. <laughs> on this show and that like all of these people are making truly wild choices yeah yeah and then all the women have to just be like it's cool i'm fine with it i'm just really weird acting weird and uncomfortable now for some reason and i don't want to be near him but it's fine yeah Yeah. but there's you know i mean we can we can see a lot like It's cool hi jacob yeah whatever it's cool it's so chill it's so chill i'm so chill um and then at just as Clayton's uh, girls, there are like 15 women from Clayton's season on the beach. They're like, obviously, we don't want to see Shanae. Of course, Shanae arrives. Arrives, of course. Just a side note at the top here. It seems like everyone is really doubling down on the Shanae thing this season. Boy, I could oh, extremely God. goddamn do without it. Yeah, I like, agree. Again... We gave this feedback at the time. <laughs> it was not received. And I've seen it's being ignored. I think a and... lot of people gave this feedback and it was not. Just why? Yeah, I think at at at, at the entry, Jesse is like, you can shenane down the stairs to paradise. And I'm like, can at least the official like 
staff of the bachelor not use not. this offensive term as if it's just like a little cute in joke well and it's their nickname for like a famously unlikable villain yeah right so like yeah. it's also mobilizing like deeply racist terminology right like in a deeply right racist concept and applying it to this like unlikable person almost as an enhancement of their unlikability and i'm like let's just yeah. not like there's a whole like, mechanism could, we, you know you're using it let's not yeah Ugh. exactly also guess what there are lots of other ways to make people unlikable which the show deploys also all the yeah time. like the vast majority of bachelor viewers have no familiarity with the sitcom martin from the 90s right like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the source material that they're referencing, like it genuinely might as well be like all in the family or something. Like, yeah, I'm owners, gonna say like, maybe only Michael A. and Casey are. Do you think, <laughs> oh, no, think Shanae even knows Martin? <laughs> I don't think Shanae even knows. I think Shanae has probably no. just heard the name and yeah. and associates it with these like offensive stereotypes, and yeah. and so she applies that as like a self-deprecating like term for her own like wilder side and has like reanimated on the show this whole trope this whole racist trope in order to like have a cute little alter ego for her like crazy side that comes out and she she definitely doesn't i would be shocked if she knew where it came from um i just I just like my feedback for Bachelor producers. Hello, welcome to Feedback Corner. <laughs> is, that should be a segment. <laughs> like a thing that I for sure want. Like the villains that I want on this show by Aubrey include. <laughs> I want Tierra yelling, "I can't control my eyebrow." Yes. Do you, yes. Like, I want uh, I Robertson being like decidedly unrelatable and just like <laughs> out of all social interaction and then being like, why don't they like me? Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, I just, there is a way to make <gasps> villains on this show clean and fun. Like I would honestly take Waboom over all of this. Like there's like, there's so much. Like we could just have yeah. a villain without doing racism. Yeah. Just a thought. We yeah. could have a villain without that. We could have a villain without like, Chad getting drunk and like right without yeah. the threat of assault right, without like, like there are just many things we could sidestep and still have ridiculous characters on the show like it's just simply unnecessary bring yeah. back Canadian Daniel he'll give you all the material you could oh ever hope to work for I, I don't know I'll yeah. be too triggered by all the times he like talks about women who are 30 and older as like withered fruit not, on the vine. Not even oh, yeah. 30. I think they were the like front. 28. They were like 28. He's, yeah. He's like, they're dead fruit. No, they're horrible. But you know, that is within the, the classic realm of bachelor villain. Yes. Yeah. He's awful, but he's awful in a, like in a way that I would imagine the, sh the audience for the show would readily identify Mm -hmm. versus yes. the Shanene stuff, which I think flies under the radar. Oh, for all yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. I'm like, sure, man, say awful things on the show, but make it legible to the audience that those are awful things that shouldn't be said. And that yeah. doesn't appear to be happening here. That's a really good point. Yeah. 
Um, so she greets the women. She's like, I'm the new Shanae. I'm Shanae 2.0. And she's like being charming. She's going around all the guys introducing herself. They're all like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Her green eyes match her bikini. Genevieve, who was, of course, Shanae's nemesis, I guess, on Clayton's season is losing it and her in the moments. She's like, you can't trust her. She's going to take my man just to upset me. And, you know, I just hope that the men, having seen our season, will be cautious. And I'm like, ma'am. Oh, sweetie. No, no one's Men don't watch this they, show. They, they don't yeah. do their homework. And they don't care. They simply don't care. Remember when Thomas like, came in and all the guys eyes. were like, I hope the women will be cautious about Thomas because he's a villain. And all the women were just like, wow, he's tall and handsome. <laughs> That is Shanae right now. The guys are just like, wow, she's hot and has green eyes. They don't care. (laughs) Of course, at this moment, Justin arrives. And apparently both Genevieve and Shanae are into Justin. Of course. Of course. Not a lot is really done with this, this episode. But I feel like they were trying to, trying to set some It actually, it's interesting. It seemed like Shanae does, decides not to, get into it like Genevieve makes the first move and it seems like Shanae just kind of is like all right I feel like Shanae came in being like I'm not actually going to commit to the villain character this time yeah that is kind of my I think and I suspect she yeah I think she would rather have a redemption arc which is very possible on the beach boy I hope so I would be significantly more interested in that again like thinking about the Nick Vile on Paradise like arc, I was like, that was like significantly more interesting to me than just like more. Yeah, fun. who like, saw that coming? Yeah, totally way more interesting. So like, I am I'm surprised to say that I would genuinely be much more. I'm not necessarily like here for Shanae's redemption, but I am here for a different story arc, and redemption is a different story arc. Exactly. Exactly. It's also just like I'm not ready to like make her bachelorette soon. No, but yeah, would love to see something different. I'm just exhausted also by watching women be like super cruel to each other. So I could just do without that. There's still gonna be plenty of that. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure there will be. Genevieve does grab Justin first for a chat though, and she's like, I'll know right away. Either like it's not gonna I'm not gonna feel it or it'll be like uh oh I'm in trouble instead what happens is that the vibes are just like meh like there's no chemistry they're like awkwardly comparing which fruits they like I think this is a thing for Justin I feel like I remember this from Katie's season he's like obsessed with fruit and Genevieve is like I don't really like pears and he's like huh and then she tries to explain what a narwhal is to him and he's like huh (laughs) So his wait, I wrote this down because I was like, this is incredible. Yes. So she describes a narwhal to him, and then his response in genuine, like he's dead serious and also in like awe and disbelief as he goes, they make a sea unicorn? Like (laughs) they make one of them. They make one. Who's making it a sea unicorn as a description for a narwhal is incredible. I was just like his earnestness in that. It was like a little kid being like, wait a minute. I am delighted by this entire interaction. Oh, my God. Do you guys God. think that Justin is just one of those guys that everyone's going to be like, he's so hot. I'm so into him. And then they sit down to talk with him and they're just like, there's something 
off here. I don't know. I, see, about I couldn't. They make sea unicorns. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Actually, I couldn't tell if he was just being really deadpan or serious. And like his energy was so low that yeah. it it's it was just hard like, to read. You're which meeting Genevieve these people does, for the first time. Say. You gotta give a little bit more to this interaction. Like, you yes. can't act like Genevieve is, like, your wife of f- five years who, right. like, knows where you're coming from. And that's why later Genevieve is like, oh, I 100% thought you had less than zero interest in me. He's yeah. like, huh, weird that you thought that. Yeah. yeah. Shanae comforts herself with uh, a little tryst with Jacob. They chat. They kiss. And Jacob, of course, is still just wearing a leaf. And everyone is, like, watching them. like anxiously awaiting the leaf rustling, I guess, including Jacob. He's like, when you're in the moment and you have nothing but a leaf on, it's nerve wracking because that leaf could easily turn into a full blown tree. We get it, man. You have a dick. Like I, I, yeah, I appreciated that. Andrew was like, I feel like you've got to have consent for that. He's like naked. (laughs) I was like, I feel like my Uh, consent is needed for this. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Honestly, I would prefer to be able to give consent or frankly withhold consent for the amount of boner jokes that show up on BIP. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It feels like a like a minor thread throughout the seasons <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't it happened on the like, Did you guys know too. boners can happen? Like, okay. There it's a thing. They're just so excited to get to be irreverent about sex because on The Bachelor, it's a sacred rite between a couple and the Lord. And here it's just this fun thing that can just pop up. It's a sacred rite between a couple that chooses to forgo their individual rooms for the <laughs> day. Well, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, next down the stairs is Lace of Bachelor in Paradise 3, which is now five paradises ago. And, of course, Ben Higgins' season. She has the saddest entrance. She comes down. She's trying to say, like, hello. But everyone who is standing nearby and clusters at the bar seems to not hear her or they don't acknowledge her until she, like, comes up to people directly and is like, hi, I'm Lace. This Not an auspicious really sad. I Lace, I have, huh, I have a lot of thoughts on, but I do feel like from the jump, they like brought her on in order to make her a punchline. They love bringing on like, an older woman from a past yeah, to, season exactly. to be a punchline. And be like, you aren't relevant anymore. You're not the hot one. No one gives a fuck about you. And like, that's the whole joke. And that's the whole story arc. And it just like, uh, makes me very upset. It's It's rough. And also like, she shouldn't be on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say when the cast announcement came out, I was like, oh, Lace is like a Bachelor in Paradise all-star because she just makes like the absolute most chaotic decisions possible. Like yes. night one being like, I am all the way in on Chad is like never <laughs> yeah. in the history of the show. Has anyone made a worse decision than that? <laughs> so like on that front, on the like bringing natural tension end of things, I was like, Oh yes, Lace, come on down. 
<laughs> Come on down, Lise. I just wish but he like, had like one friend or acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah. Totally they should have given her a buddy. Like when they move the kids up to the next class at daycare and they try to keep at least two kids from the same class together in their new class, they should have done that for Lace. <laughs> like mm-hmm. give her just one friend from BIP 3 or Ben Higgins season. Well, and there's like no question that they like fully did her dirty. Yeah. On this like first episode, I was just like, "This is rough, man." Like it was so, it was so rough. It was. She's yeah. like, you know, I'm here. I have so much more to offer someone than I did she when says, I was 25. She says, and I think this was maybe an unfortunate thing to say. I've put a lot of work into myself, yeah. and I have so much more to offer someone than I did at 25. And I was like, I, I wish you hadn't said that because now I'm like, she definitely got lip fillers. Like I can, I can. Oh, is that what you think? The yeah. I think she definitely got a little work done, which like that is like such a common thing when you've been Mm -hmm. on the show to like be like, oh, I didn't look the way I wanted to on camera. I need to just make a tweak before Paradise and like get my glow up. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm also sure that you are absolutely flooded with DMs from people being like, your face looks weird. You don't look like this. Oh yeah. Why are you? No, it's too fat, too thin. It's like happening. Yeah. Exactly. It's like when Carly Waddell got flooded with feedback about her eyebrows and she came back and it's like she had new eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't, it's, it's hard to withstand that level of criticism about your physical being. Yeah. She seems like throughout the episode, really fixated on the fact that she is prettier than she has ever been. And she's like, finally here to like receive her, her roses for, for that. And she's like, also, I have so much more to offer someone than I did at 25. And you know what? That is true of many 32 year olds. If she has done a lot of internal work, it's not super in evidence this episode, but we'll see how things go. Yeah. She doesn't seem prepared for the emotional rigors of arriving on the beach without any friend from a season or like any any ally. She's just like immediately kind of crumbles. Well, and I think, so two things that I think about that. One is, I think, I don't get the impression that she accounted for the, like, incredible meat grinder that that show puts women over 30 Mm, through. Right? right? Like, that that show is straight up mean to ladies who have experienced their Saturn return. Is not interested (laughs) in, like, women over 29. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, and I think the other thing that really struck me about the lace stuff was she totally crumbles immediately. Uh, this also comes into play with some of the Kira stuff that we'll talk about later where like their reactions made sense to me. Like it makes sense to me that lace would arrive on this beach and like not get a response from people around her and just be like, this sucks. I want to go be feel by like myself. Shit. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I related to that, but like, is it the strategic move within the confines of a television show also? Absolutely not. But no. also, I think like her reaction made sense to me, but not at the scale that she had it. And then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Oh, right. She's been through this before. She remembers that not only is this happening, it's happening on camera. And there is now going to be a time like four to six months from this time of filming where like she has to deal with the whole country seeing her have be like humiliated. an insecurity. Yeah. Freak out and be 
publicly rejected or like sort of iced out or however she would characterize that. Right. Like it, that felt like a moment where I was like, Oh, the extra factor here is cameras. The extra yeah. factor. Is, yeah. This is all. Being and I televised. feel like, yeah, we're absolutely. seeing that so much more visibly in the, as like the show goes on and people mm-hmm. just are in yeah. that ecosystem for longer. I, uh, I also I, think another thing that she didn't account for and that I didn't account for and that actually made me angry was that people come on this show don't respect the game enough to do their research. I was going to say. They don't, right. they don't know their elders. They don't yeah. know those who have gone before. She was like a few seasons ago. Sure. No one recognized her. Are you kidding me? Like, you think you deserve to be on this beach more than this veteran of the franchise? <laughs> Is She's she... an icon. She... I do want to play a clip of what Haley, a night one girl, has to say about Lace. I'm all for, like, alumni showing up to the beach and everything, but six years? Girl, come on, like, let it, you're done here. You have no place. You know what, Haley, you are here, you are here by, like, your fingernails clawing, and I respect that you, you got on social media, you turned your night one exit into enough clout to get on BIP, but, like, don't, don't get an inflated head about it. Like, don't... And don't be rude to Lace. Yeah. She put, Lace put in the work. Lace got a tattoo. <laughs> she got engaged to Grant, okay? <laughs> Thank Lace, you. <laughs> Lace is an icon. Yes. She's a chaotic icon. She made out with Chad. She walked oh so God. you could run. Exactly. <laughs> imagine, imagine disrespecting someone who committed to Chad night one and then on the same season, got matching tattoos with Grant. I mean, you can only dream of having an imprint Such like a run. That. Exactly. Also, just like, listen, take it from me, a 38-year-old withered crone <laughs> who is almost certainly invisible to you. <laughs> like, don't do this. <laughs> this isn't who you want to be. Yeah. Right. You're, like, you're hopefully like, going to be that age one day. Not so far in the future. Yeah, Let me tell you, 32 right. comes faster than you think. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> with Lisa's inglorious exit complete, Logan shows up and then Brandon and Serena's hyperventilating. She has been waiting for him all day. And he apparently has been thinking only of her. It is time for the prince and princess of paradise to meet and consummate this their... Is our- true love that has been foretold and it's our golden couple <laughs> so brandon like, no question hops on the beach in his green shirt and he's like what it do and he swivels his hips and then he's like time to go get serene i had a great realization that like and this is quite obvious but you're watching and you're like ah yeah this move is so slick like the music and then you're like oh it's silent yeah <laughs> to silence wow sick <laughs> he's like they're gonna put in the perfect music for this yeah i, I was it. like nailed it frankly like i respect uh he grabs serene pulls her away they're so focused on each other that i was like this is a little suspicious like are they already dating mm-hmm. on the other hand like three separate veins in her forehead are popping so she yeah. does seem genuinely nervous so maybe they have just been like a little light DMing and just like that's my guess. Yeah, building a fantasy. They definitely came in, each of them, either separately or together, determined to be the Joe and Serena of this season. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like uh 
like an extraordinarily adorable, like it was a dose of something that you need on night one of BIP, which is yes. like yeah. genuine hope for a genuinely cute relationship. Do you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. And absent the off-screen possibilities of like DMing and having met each other or whatever, like in the absence of that, for a viewer who is just taking things at face value, it did read to me as just like extremely sweet that he was just yeah. like, I got to go get her. Like, I was like, that's very uh, rom-com. Yeah. Look at you. This yeah. is and that is what I want. Yes. I want rom-com yes. from my Bachelor shows. I was here for it. Nothing I loved it. They're both so cute. I want Brandon and Serene to be like the mom and dad of the season. We need that steady couple that we all want to make it and yeah. also brandon is like i just think he has it in him yeah to really just oh, like yeah. commit yeah and in a way i think that that is the one thing that maybe made him better suited for paradise than the bachelor is that i do think he is the kind of guy who zeroes in on a on a woman Mm-hmm. And Paradise lets him kind of like enjoy the beach and be zeroed in on someone and not have to like deal <laughs> with yeah. all of the handling different relationships and maybe he'll thrive. Totally. Um, it, it felt like very um, Nate on Gabby's season, on Gabby and Rachel's season, like his on-screen energy like felt very reflected in Brandon's kind of stuff where it was just like, oh, you're just all in on this one lady and it's like very charming. Off-screen stuff notwithstanding with Nate. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) not part of the narrative. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of off-screen stuff that makes me confused, it's time to talk about Jill, Romeo, and Kira, part one of a two-part saga over the course of the night. So Jill has been waiting for Romeo. She says there's some history between them. They're inching closer and closer towards just, like, not caring when contestants have history before coming on the beach. I actually think that this is a smarter way to approach Mm -hmm. it. Like, instead of trying to enforce... Like, like being open about it makes more sense to me. You've got to be open, but also it irritated me. So I, I'm sympathetic well, to why they try to clamp it down. is very bad at storytelling when things happen off screen. And that is part of the problem. So mm-hmm. Romeo finally arrives. Jesse is like, wherefore art thou Romeo? I'm... Uh, Jesse loves a bit. Yeah. He's like, I've been doing all of these voiceovers yeah. talking about dating your cousin and... Now I'm ready for Shakespeare. Finally, it's time for my accent work to shine. <laughs> How many times do you think Romeo has heard that yeah. line quoted at Oh, him? my God. I can't see. I would change my name. The limit does not exist. Yeah, so right. he tells Jesse uh, that he has been living his best life and he has hung out with a bunch of Clayton's girls and he's hit it off with a few of them. And he specifies Jill and Kira, who is an old classmate of his. And he's like, I'm here. I just want to pursue Jill. And I'm like, sir, like, you're just telling me you did paradise already. And you're just yeah. here for a vacation with the girl you picked at the also, end. Also, it's like, <laughs> this is an obvious tell that paradise is going to destroy yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. You've just showed your whole hand. They you're don't like, want here's you all this. the history. Here's who I'm waiting for. It's better to I be honest. Jill. It would like, destroy would him destroyed. more if he tried to fake it. It's better to be honest. But, you know, what's really good is to not try to hook up with a bunch of Clayton's girls and then all of you go on Paradise. The first episode of Bachelor in Paradise, at its best, 
does this exact thing, which is just like 10 versions of Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, we're just going to put it out here in the first act. I don't know if it's going to go off <laughs> yeah. in the third. Woo! We'll find out. I'm and like, this felt like work. such a good version of that where I was like, oh, yeah. I am fully the Marie Kondo I love mess gif by this yeah. point in the episode. I'm just like, oh, bring it yeah, to you're me. like, ooh, yeah. everyone's gonna suffer. There's just here. something about Sick. he's smiling and he's like, yeah, I've been having a good time hooking up with everyone. You're like, oh, that's not gonna go good for you. It's gonna be rough, buddy. It's gonna be rough. He's like oh, saying that he rough. left things weird with Jill, and there's air to clear. So he he sits down with her and. They have a, a conversation that left me confused. She's like, we used to be so close. And he's like, yes, I regret that we stopped being close. And she's like, why did that happen? And he says, was it because I kissed Kira? And then we sort of get Jill saying she wished she had a little more insight about what was going on with him, that that was a shock to her. And then their conversation is interrupted. So I was like, we need more. I don't really understand what happened. The timeline. Like he and Jill were, were talking and then he made out with Kira and Jill and Kira were friends. I, I don't really. See, you've already extrapolated stuff that wasn't explicitly in this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm confused. This this was my, one interpretation I came up with. I was like desperately searching around being like, what? Yeah. So they're interrupted because Kira has arrived on the beach and she has marched right over to Romeo and Jill and sat down next to Romeo. And Romeo, I think probably trying to get her to go get a drink, says, where's your drink? And Kira says, "Uh, can I have this drink? And she reaches over in front of Jill and grabs Jill's drink. And this is just the running offense of the rest of the episode. I mean, it was really uncomfortable. It was yeah. extremely rude. Like, why would there are two people sitting there? They each have a like. There's two drinks. Why would you assume that one of the drinks is just a free drink for you to take? You wouldn't. It was very awkward. And yeah. Jill makes Jill has gives great reaction face, and she's just like, <laughs> Jill is like acting in a soap the whole time. Yeah, she she's and Justin like, are really the MVPs of cutaway shots. <laughs> really amazing and she's bringing the energy that justin is not giving me so exactly that's right uh so she leaves them to catch up and kira's like she seems salty i thought we were good but apparently we're not you just took her drink kira like whose drink did you think that was you know what i'll leave it to jill jill goes back tells all her friends that kira took her drink And she reveals that she and Kira were good friends, but then Kira began to go after the guys she was interested in. And now her drinks. Also, Kira, I mean, they were all in the same season. It seems like we see Jill hanging out with all the other girls a lot. We don't necessarily see Kira hang out with them. So I was like, are they just not showing it? Has there been a rift between Kira and the other women? It did seem like the other women were aware of this Jill Kira tension and had picked team Jill because even when Kira came down I feel like Hunter and Teddy were like oh Mm. hell no oh no like they all seemed to know something was going on and be decidedly on Jill's side yeah I was like I need to know more about this whole she began to go after the guys I was interested in like how many times it just feels like like there's more right 
there's more there there and we're not really understanding what was so upsetting. It does feel like that's a, that seems like a really good uh, call that like, we will get more details of like, he said this to me in my DMS and she was in touch with me. And you know what I mean? Like we're going to get more (laughs) sort of like, points in that so. scatter plot i uh, give I them all to hope. me this is me just yeah. articulating wishes that's yeah. what's happening here <laughs> just like please bring this to me <laughs> bachelor santa summoning it um <laughs> yeah. and so at this point jesse ushers them all to the palapa to welcome them to paradise and explain the rules of course mm-hmm. and he tells them that the rule is find love or you will be sent home or get so to go home, depending on how you ominous. look at it. And we find out that men have the roses first, which I honestly I annoyed it. me. Like yeah. after after taking power away from Gabby and Rachel, yeah, I'm like ready for women to have a little bit of power right now. Like how much more interesting would this episode have been if Lace had a rose? Right. And was like fully a mess and had a rose. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's genuinely fascinating to me. This seemed exclusively. Yeah. It seemed exclusively geared towards causing trouble in the Kira, Jill and Romeo love triangle. But I think that would still have exploded regardless. Yeah. These people came ready to fight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Uh, I don't think it's like, uh, I think it's arguably more and more interesting tension to have two people who intend to give one person the same rose. Yeah. Than it is to have one person who has two potential people to whom to give her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like I, that feels like a wash to me in terms of like the dramatic payoff of those two things. Like it doesn't feel like a significantly better thing. They just love giving men the roses. I, they do. I don't like it. So they move into their living quarters. The men and women kind of huddle up on who they're into. And Kira says that that Tarzan is her type physically. Cut to Jacob. He can't remember her name. He's like, we had a good connection. It was intimate. I don't remember her name. I can't. To their credit, the other men are like, I mean, it was intimate. You you literally don't know her name. <laughs> that was they're like, my what is, favorite. They're like, what is, what is, what is she what does look he like? Mean by intimate. And yeah. he's like, she's a doctor. And they're like, Kira. And they're like, oh, it's Kira. Like, they we all know all her. They all know her name. <laughs> they all know him, it. And he's the one who made out with her. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing, <gasps> sir? Oh, my God. So they Ugh. all head up back out for their first night at the beach. Wells is pouring shots. Jacob puts some clothes on for the occasion. And Thank the God. first date card appears. It is for Andrew. Of course, Andrew asks Teddy. And they head out to, like, a fancy dinner in some sort of space where there is a giant margarita the size of a hot tub near their table. And Teddy is like, are we like supposed to get in that? Ha ha. They are. It's forgetting it. <laughs> yes, it is in fact a hot tub. And yeah. this date, to me, shades of no Noah and Abigail. Like they're into each other, but it's so awkward that I was like, Yeah, I don't need to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like they, she keeps trying to make conversation and he just keeps being like, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. She's like, is this what you expected? And he's like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. 
sort of, pretty much. I'm like, oh my God, like, why are we seeing this? This is yeah. so, so boring. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And he talks, tells her that he was like trying to play it cool about meeting her. And she's like, you don't seem like it. And he's like, really? Do I seem nervous? Ha ha. It's so quiet in here. <laughs> it's really quiet. You can hear a pin drop. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's really amazing to me how people on this show, like, do manage to stay interested in each other after their first date is so awkward. And I'm like, that's yeah. just, I guess, the power of hot people dating again. And also being on television and, yeah. like, so many incentives to kind of push through that awkwardness. Yeah, and I also, like, I do imagine there's some level of, like, genuine bonding that happens when you're all going through this, like, deeply weird, incredibly public Just experience. Like, you're yeah. nervous. I'm nervous. We're we both get it. Camera. We both get it. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, totally. So they finally get in the margarita hot tub, which I think is just full of water, I hope. And probably, like very room temperature still water yeah, it's just it's more for the cameras than for them i think and yeah they they kiss and they're feeling good meanwhile back at the beach uh more first night couples are starting to form genevieve and justin are hanging out again um and he has to to be like i am interested in you and she's like really and he's like actions speak louder than words yes or no and she's like yes and this was a setup for him to kiss her, thereby showing her with his actions that he is good interested job, in Justin. her. Apparently, he's a good kisser. Um, Johnny and Hunter <laughs> are coupling up because he loves a girl who can eat. So original. And Hunter can eat. A lot. Good job, guys. Boy, oh boy. There are a few times that I feel the complete and total lack of fat people on this show more than when a dude says yeah. to like a very thin woman like I love a girl who can eat and I'm like no you don't <laughs> <laughs> it's just right it's just so <gasps> classically a thing that yeah men say to very thin women yeah and it's like it, it's like that that whole trend on Instagram like six years ago that was just like really thin women like eating pizza and it was like isn't it so sexy yeah. And you're like, oh, this is being received in this particular way specifically because we are talking about really thin people. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it sucks. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If I do that on my Instagram, I get like 1,000 comments about like diabetes and oh, hypertension. Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like it just gets yeah. like so gnarly right. so fast. That's like, no, 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 you don't get to have pizza. The people who get to have pizza are the people at Bachelor in Paradise. Like, okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It is very um it almost seems like to me when guys do that, there's an element of like, well, I want like the really skinny woman. And I also don't want to be inconvenienced by any work that might go into maintaining a an unnaturally skinny physique. Like I want yes. to be, be able to order whatever food we want together. And she's like not even trying. It's just effortless. And yeah. like I don't have to see any work going into her like maintaining this. It's like the same thing where where men are like, I just I just want a woman to look natural and not have to wear makeup. But like, I also want a woman who looks like she's wearing makeup. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, just naturally. Like, is that too much to ask? Like, it's this, yeah, this allergy to any labor that goes into the like work that women are supposed to do to maintain 
I don't know, to like attract the male gaze. Well, and, it's, and it's also gross. it is like part of the like fundamental brokenness <laughs> that is toxic masculinity that is like, I want you to show also up that. appearing the way that I want you to appear. And I don't want to deal for with me. any of your feelings yeah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> or activities yeah. or anything. Exactly. You know I mean? She's just like really, yeah. she's just like really low maintenance, yeah. you know? So he gets turned on, of course, by how much she can eat. They make out. Brandon and Serene are still hanging out. Sierra and Michael uh, are having a little time together. A love connection. Everyone thinks that he's a zaddy, and Sierra definitely thinks he's a zaddy. So they snuggle up. They talk about how Sierra has an old soul. <sighs> sure. And it's just always a thing that they always men have, say seem to have old in souls, order. Don't it's they? like it's so convenient how all the women who men twelve years older than them want to date are just. just she's twenty. Also, I'm like she's. she's I'm like also yeah. she's twenty seven. Like it's okay. You can date a twenty seven year old. Like it's we don't need to hear about how she's special and actually your age on the inside. Um, and they do talk about how it's hard for him. To, to solo parent because he's creating memories with his son and he has no one to share them with. And that mm. actually really hit me in the in the soft spot of my soul. I was oh, like, that Michael. does sound so oh. hard. Um, and yeah, yeah she's, she's very sympathetic and seems like things are going very, very well. Things are going less well for Lace, who has gone to bed because yeah. she is sad, which again, relatable, but also not advisable. Yeah. And she, this is where she starts yelling about how she's the prettiest she's ever been. And it's an offense and a crime that she is not being pursued. It really does give some sunset Boulevard vibes in the world. Do you know what I mean? Just like, Oh, ma'am, you are giving these editors and producers exactly what they are hoping for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I wish for your sake. This is what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Sinead does eventually go check up on her and get her out of bed. She's like, come on, we're going to have fun. Get out there. Come hang out with me. And Lace is like, I tried. Everyone ignored me. Even you ignored me too. Like, so I don't want to hang out with you guys. And Sinead is like, I'm here now. Let's go do this. And finally she pries her out of bed. And And Lace is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pretend it's my fucking birthday, <laughs> which frankly, I kind of loved this. I loved her love. She was like, everyone else is being fake as fuck. So I'm going to be fake and pretend I'm turning 32 today. She, she said something like, I'm about to be like fake as hell right now. Or something. Yeah. Fake as fuck. She said, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to start being fake as fuck now. Yeah. I'm 32 today, Wells. <laughs> and Wells says, you look great. <laughs> Like, she's 32. How would you expect her to look, Wells? (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Famously horrible to look upon. 32 years old. This show really hates women over the age of 30. It is unbelievable. So everyone starts wishing her a happy birthday. And she's like, I don't know. I told someone it was my birthday. And they believe me. And I ran with it. And now everyone thinks it's my birthday? I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, because you told everyone... It was your birthday. These people are, are Wells super is the weird. Only one. <laughs> Wells is the only one who like picks up on the fact that it is not her birthday. And she's like, just run with it. 
<laughs> he's like, oh, so I'm going to Google your birthday and it's going to be in October. And she's like, November. It is in November. <laughs> I Googled it. I really appreciate Wells's like direct to camera. Like, yeah, it's closer to my birthday than it is to her. <laughs> I was like, this is really just great. Thank you. I felt this. like there was a kernel of Wells being like, I wish I wish we were celebrating my birthday right now. I deserve it more. <laughs> so Lace gets a little birthday dessert treat to celebrate with, and she invites Logan to join her to celebrate. And apparently she's like into Logan. He's the only guy she's into. She's the only guy the closest I'd be interested in. Is Logan? What a, is what, what she a says compliment. at one point. <laughs> wow! Which I, I also, love how she's like, I hate all these men, but also, why aren't they all obsessed with me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, having been on a you know online dating website, I relate to her feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why am I not getting hit on? Also, uh, these guys are just not doing it for me at all. Why are all of them holding fish in their? <laughs> Oh my yeah. god, Aubrey. Aubrey. This is a it's a scourge. <laughs> it's a real problem. Oh, it's a real problem. They I've need been you. I've been talking about this for a year. <laughs> they need you to know that they can provide food for your table. Yeah. Uh so I live we live in New York City. She, I just I don't know. That well I for would now. Love if there was like an updated LA version of like holding a fish and it was just like a dude at Arawan. <laughs> I can provide Here's my for you. cloud smoothie. He's like, Look, you'll never have to write a grocery list for me, baby. I know I my got way you a around an Erewhon. Reishi and chaga in it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I don't even know what those are. Oh my god, Hello. Aubrey, when are we getting the bonus episode of Maintenance Phase where you and Michael just go to Erewhon? I mean, yes. so listen, I tried. I got a whole bunch of stuff, and then I found out that Mike lives in Germany, and I couldn't ship the stuff. Oh, I couldn't get it through customs. Right. Genuinely, that reishi chaga brownie is a real thing that I bought to send to oh Mike. Oh my god! And I, was like, I, I can't just, send I... food. To you. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what? I mean, you can, but it gets stuck in customs for forever. So oh just yeah, and then like no one wants oil. to eat that. Like at that I feel point, lied yeah. to by Emily in Paris and how she gets deep dish pizzas shipped to her <laughs> like over and over. Rude. Rude. <laughs> one anyway. of the many betrayals of Emily in Paris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Logan sings happy birthday to her. Little little tiny Chekhov's gone here. Managing to not use her name while singing it. Like happy he says birthday, like. birthday 32. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, here's what I know about you. 32. And 32. Then, and then starts calling her loose, which is. Oh, God. I think we actually have a clip of this oh. moment. <laughs> So, Luz, I was wondering, <laughs> remember earlier when you blew out your birthday candle? Why'd you call me Louis? I said Luz. Luz? <laughs> I just spent all this time talking to you and you call me Luz? <laughs> all right. No, please. I, I can't. enjoy talking to you. Please don't. Luz? I'm sorry. I'll give you <laughs> You didn't even know my name. Oh, I uh, I can't believe how bad I felt for Logan in this moment. <laughs> I didn't expect to say the phrase in defense of Logan on <laughs> yeah. this podcast today. But like in defense of Logan, 
Luce is a much more common name than Lace for right. a human person yeah, just in my own limited experience. And also, like, it's really close. It's day one. These all these people just met. It's a lot of names to remember. It's not inconceivable that someone would like not remember a name correctly. And like the thing that she chooses to do in that moment is just laugh at him and like give him shit about it for. A she w- never even says what her name. She is. never tells him right. what her name actually is. And this whole she just laughs. La- and I will say she seemed less like she was laughing at him although it certainly came off that way to him understandably i think she was laughing out of sheer embarrassment that she had made that little of an impression and she was humiliated and so i felt for her but also like in this moment you can be graceful and look much better yeah if you just laugh and tell him your name and like don't make it a whole thing and that's not what she chose to do also, like, 90% of my life is people calling me Audrey or Ashley. And I'm just like, I, I don't know, man. It happens. I, I can't fathom just, like, even if it was extremely awkward, even if I was way up in my feelings and it was, like, triggering an earlier, like, feeling of, you know, frustration and embarrassment or whatever. Like, it just felt like the least compassionate and humane way to handle a moment yeah. that is like genuinely tough for both of you. Right. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing for her. Arguably it could or should be more embarrassing for Logan. And she chose the path that makes it more awkward for both of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, Oh buddy. Yes. No, I often just like avoid it. saying people's names because I'm so terrified that <laughs> I somehow have their name wrong and this will happen. So I was like in agony for Logan. And so, but before this, like they had had a little chat where she's like, I'm only interested in you. I'm 32 and I don't have time to waste. And clearly Logan is like, okay, cool. I respect that. I do have time to waste and I definitely don't want to deal with whatever all that is. And I'm 26. (laughs) So in fairness, I don't think he was really sad that this did not turn out to be a love connection, but he definitely did not need it to go this particular direction. I also Um, don't think Lace, when she found out that he was 26, she also had like a very outsized reaction to that, which I also like sort of get, but also like, ma'am, you can have that reaction internally. You don't need to keep going like, you're a baby. Yeah. She kept saying to him, and I was like, that's not, that's not it. I'm sorry. He's not a baby. Also, (laughs) like, he's really not. Also, like, she pulled him aside and was like, you're the only guy I'm into, and stakes are high. And then it's like everything he shared about himself or every mistake he made, you just like ruthlessly picked on him. And he's like, he didn't ask to like be sitting here, like receiving all of your criticism for his age. It or, like, was a lot. It was a Lace lot. Lace does try to pivot to Casey, who seems to be just like the object of people's pivots. Yeah. yeah. Casey's just there to receive pivoting women. <laughs> it's hard to tell if he's <laughs> even enjoying any of it, though. <laughs> like He's just, like, letting it happen. It's very, yeah. it's a very odd vibe. Like, sh- he's at the bar. Lace is, like, feeling up his packs and teasing him about his underboob. 
And then she kisses him in like this very like pro forma way. way. Just like, here we go. Here's the kiss. He later describes this whole series of events as festive. Yeah, but (laughs) like. It's been a real festive night or something like that. He says it in a way where I'm like, I can't tell if you enjoyed it or you hated it. You're like upset by it. Yeah. Well, there is like. Hard to say. Bachelor in Paradise is in a weird place these days, wherein hmm. our like yes. cultural conversation around sex is really, really pivoting to be more and more focused on consent as it should be. And then Bachelor in Paradise thrives on like people making weird decisions often without consent. Yeah. And this, the like talking about his pecs in this way felt like I was like, man, everyone. If we were to do this to any woman on the planet, people would be like, no, hard stop. This is not okay. Please stop it. Right. Even if it were like a less sexualized body part than like breasts. Right. That's like, I was just like, this feels like Casey's being a real champ about it. Like he seemed like fine and whatever. And also I was like, just in terms of modeling behavior, which like granted, listen, Please don't go to Bachelor in Paradise for modeling of good behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be really clear. But also, like, I was just like, it felt really weird to have this moment of just, like, sort of feeling someone up, commenting, multiple people commenting on their body in a way that is, like, potentially good-natured ribbing and potentially, really awful, depending on who you are. That I was just like, oh, don't do this. Don't do this. This is not festive, Casey. It was like, we're demeaning you, but, like, in a funny, fun way. And touching you, like, in this sort of aggressive not necessarily fully consenting public way like i agree i felt super uncomfortable and with that we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about part two of jill romeo and kira before we wrap up can you keep up i like I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent 
on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back, and it's time to get into the Jill Romeo and Kira love triangle. We remain confused about Jill and Romeo's history. I but got Jill more is- confused about it as she's telling her friends what was going on, actually. Because she's sitting with Serene, Brittany, and Hunter, and she's telling them, like, we were friends, but we were there for each other during a tumultuous time, but I miss our friendship. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, were you friends? Because you said he's been interested in you, and also you stopped talking because he kissed Kira, so it kind of seems like you were I just think friends. they were flirty, flirty, slightly romantic friends, but I get the sense they didn't hook up, which is why she's saying we were friends. I guess, like, yeah, being more than friends is purely defined by whether you have made physical contact yeah. with your Like, we were parts. friends, but we hadn't cross the line to more than friends but there was the intention that was my that was my read on it (laughs) i don't know but romeo is like trying to he's like i gotta go talk to jill so he grabs jill and she's like so how do you feel about kira interrupting our conversation he's like uh i was a little annoyed and she's Uh like yeah i was watching it seemed like the vibes were off like it wasn't a good conversation and he's like uh And she's like, okay, so, like, we got to communicate, man. Like, what's going on? Romeo seems to really not want to ever say anything. (laughs) And this drove me nuts. And already in this very short amount of time, it's like being pulled out of him with forceps. He manages to express as if it's, like, physically painful for him that he doesn't feel a connection with Kira and he wants to have a clean slate with Jill. And I'm like, how hard was that to say? Like, I don't understand why this is like such like you just want to sit here and be like uh um yeah uh and just not say anything right i 
it's hard to tell if he's just trying to like stay out of anything that he senses could be conflict. Too late, buddy. But you unfortunately, that's the whole storyline you're in. Jill also fairly is like, I want to see actions. Like you were basically avoiding me all day. And he's like, okay, I won't avoid you. And they make out. I love the thing on this show where like actions just means spending time with me. And it's yeah. like, if you're at the point in your relationship where they're not even spending time with you, like nothing's happening. It is really wild when you remember that people can just like, there are enough people that you can effectively just avoid someone in very close proximity. It is so juvenile and it must make people feel completely insane all the time. Yeah. And to completely avoid someone in a group of like 15 to 20 people who do not interact with other humans in a closed space. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, that would... That would for sure make me feel like I was like losing my grip with like, oh it yeah. would an observable it's reality. my worst nightmare Ooh. yeah like yeah Ooh. and then you have to sit them down and be like show me actions speak to me and then you make we out. can't just be in a relationship that involves no interpersonal contact <laughs> between us so they make out and Kira of course senses with her supernatural spidey senses that they are kissing and she immediately approaches. And in her in the moment, she's like, I'm hopeful about something happening with Romeo. And I see he and Jill are kissing. I think Jill is just after his rose. Mm. We start seeing clips from a particularly bedraggled looking in the moment, which I think gave us an early hint of how rough the night was about to get. She's like, I'm not here to make good decisions. Why are you here, sir? If you're here to make good decisions, get the fuck out. Yeah, things are about to go bad in this love triangle. As she approaches, Jill asks Romeo what the game plan is. She's like, quick, come on. What are we going to do when she gets here? What's the game plan? And he like groans. He's like, oh, oh, God. And then he's like, you don't have to be involved. You can go. So she leaves him to talk to Kira. Which, to his credit, that's the right thing to do. Yes. Is to be like, this is yes. mine to handle. It's not yours. There's I not a lot of to have done it a credit little moments. Yes, <laughs> yeah, totally, exactly. totally, totally. But I'm like, that was a good, like, good move. Yes, I like this. Send her away. You created this and you yeah. need to fix it. Exactly. So she sits and he says, seems like you scared Jill away. And she <laughs> smiles and says, I've been doing that a lot. Do I have some kind of scary monster energy? He does not dispute this. He just laughs, <laughs> awkwardly. I think we yeah. actually have a clip of of this, of Kira, um, Kira's conversation intercut with in the moments of Jill spiraling. How am I supposed to explore with... Nee, 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 nee. Get away! Scram! Seems like you scared Jill away. I seem to be doing that a lot. You rickety bitch! <laughs> Get away! Wait for me. Do I have like uh, some like scary monster energy or something that like scares her away every time I like make an appearance? <laughs> oh, it's... Again, what? Bib brought to you by Blumhouse. Just like Seriously? a disembodied yeah. scream. Great. I'm like, we're we're invoking witch imagery, like monster. And I mean, there's just the horror tropes write themselves. Ooh. Yeah. Jill's scream. I'm like, what did they ask in that in the moment to get Jill to scream like that? I 
I truly like I'm I love I love Jill. We've had her on the pod. I I I like her. I was like, you needed to cool it down a lot in this in the moment. It is night one. You don't need to be calling someone a rickety bitch and screaming, get away. <laughs> it's too much. You need to stop. Too much too soon. Take it, take it down a notch, everyone. Finally, Romeo manages to tell Kira that he and Jill are starting to connect. And she says, really? Romantically? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, that wasn't the case earlier today. And I was like, what was said earlier today? We didn't see. Yeah. It's very unclear. Yeah. It made me feel like there was something said in his conversation when Kira first arrived on the beach that we weren't shown. Like, oh, no, Jill and I aren't together. Like, I'm just here to, like, see what's going to happen. I couldn't. Yeah. We don't see it. it. Hard, we don't we don't know. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. We don't actually know. It's hard because or, either there's something there that they're not telling us, right? Or they're not showing us or that happened off camera or whatever. Or what is happening is what they're presenting, which is just like this lady has some wild expectations. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, she's acting right. irrationally, exactly. right? And right. it's just like boy, I wish they would make a little bit more of that like exoskeleton visible to the viewers right of just like exactly show us the things that are happening that right more show helpful. me the conversation because then if nothing like that was said then i would be like what is kira talking about and now i'm genuinely like what is she talking about i just yeah. don't know yeah um he tells her i that he doesn't want quote our friendship to interfere with what he's pursuing with jill and kira says it's paradise you can pers- explore whatever connections you want and he's like, okay, so if you can let me pursue Jill in peace, that would be great. And Kira's like, so you want to pursue Jill right now? And he says, yes. And she's like, then I'll respect that. Immediately, Kira leaves to go start some shit with Jill. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This conflict was so wild. I don't, again, don't know if we were missing some big things or we definitely did because definitely stuff happened yeah. before and some stuff even probably happened on the beach that we didn't see but definitely before they even arrived what we're obviously missing the context from before right. and we do need more of that i was just so struck by what kira says and her in the moment after this where she's like crying and being like fuck him fuck her she's like i didn't do anything to deserve this i don't know Genuinely, like, what does that mean? Yeah, again, like all we're seeing on screen is you showed up at Paradise. There was like some dude who you describe as we were friends, right? Uh, and now he has said, hey, I want to pursue this other person. And now you are screaming and saying, <laughs> and desert, like, what? Yeah. Do you think you need to do commit some, commit some sort of crime to deserve having the guy you're interested in choose to pursue someone else instead. Sometimes people that you made out with, like just decide they don't want to date you. Like it it just, I don't know. Again, I, I do. I imagine that there is more context for all three of their actions that we are simply missing. Yeah. But it did like Kira and she was clearly drunk, but she really started to spiral. And I found it interesting that she was like, Jill just wants Romeo's rose. And then in this spiral, she says, 
I was counting on his rose yeah. and it doesn't look like I'm going to get that. Also like kind of wild to be like, she just wants his rose and I wanted something with Romeo when all of her other like self-branding coming into this has been like, I'm going to hook up with everyone. I'm fucking everyone because that's what I want. What I which, want like, is just like a lot of good sex, which is again, great. Yeah, totally. But at odds with, I only want to have a monogamous relationship with, <laughs> with Romeo. This one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he has like hurt, like injured me in some unjust way by not choosing to have that. So she's like, fuck them. I hate them. I got played. So she blazes down to the beach where Jill, to be fair, is talking a lot of shit about her to their friend. <laughs> They're both just <laughs> operating like at a 10 at this point. Kira pulls her like 10 feet to the side as you do because how many places can you go on this beach to have a loud fight for the cameras and Kira's like what is your problem with me why are you avoiding me and Jill's like you've just been interrupting me and Romeo and I know you're doing it on purpose and Kira's like I'm just having friendly conversations with everyone like that's what we're here to do and Jill's like well, I don't interrupt you when you're trying to get to know other people. And Kira's like, well, then why do you keep walking away? And Jill's bit was like, you're not even trying to talk to me. You're just like interrupting me and Romeo. That's it. Like, it's not like you're trying to be friendly to me. And Kira then ends up telling Jill, I feel I, like I've been gaslit by you and Romeo. You told me we were just you were just friends and now you're romantically connected. And Jill is like, romantically connected. We kissed one time. You saw it. You were marching right over. And then Kira says Jill has slut-shamed her. I am at sea. I have, what? I'm have. so far from like, having the threat to what's happening. There are so many big buzzwords yeah. being thrown around here. Like, we got the gaslighting. We got the slut-shaming. And, like, again, maybe there is key context we do not see. But I have not seen evidence of any of this. And I'm going to just say that two people not being romantic and then becoming romantic, like that is not gaslighting. Yeah. And it feels like not only are these big buzzwords present, they are big buzzwords that are used more frequently than they are defined. So they are the kinds of buzzwords. Like I really did expect at some point someone to be like, and I've been fat shamed or something. (laughs) Oh, that's like a thing that people use wrong 100% of the time. Great. But it felt like all of those words where I'm like, Look, man, I just I just feel like, like things have actual meaning. And I, this this is not the first time like this happens all the time on The Bachelor. Yes, because I think that people have discovered that, like, it is an easy shortcut to express hurt or perceived harm. But what you are actually doing is like making those terms not mean anything anything I did have a moment where I was like I would like to hear her definitions of both of these terms yes do you know what I mean like how would she define gaslighting because like I don't know man if we're going off of the original film if we're getting in the full (laughs) wayback machine it is like a concerted campaign to make someone disbelieve their own recollections and their own experiences It has been like eight hours. How could that have happened? (laughs) I think at the most, what I can see having happened here is actually Mm. a pretty common, if upsetting, scenario where Romeo and Jill were talking to each other, but they weren't together. And so they kept being like, we're not a thing. We're not together. And it's annoying Mm -hmm. because you're like, 
you're a thing though. And so then he kissed Kira and Kira was like, oh, so it's actually me he's interested in. Mm. Jill was like hurt and annoyed and being like, whatever, I don't even care. We're not, we were just friends. Romeo's doing the same thing. Suddenly she's finding out that now they're into each other and she's like, well, I was hearing the other thing. I don't think that's gaslighting and I don't actually think it's uncommon behavior in this kind of scenario but i can see why kira would be really frustrated by it if that is what happened i think she has every right to be frustrated or hurt or feel misled like guess what like those things happen in dating and they suck and you're allowed to like have those feelings but that's it's like you're almost undermining your own argument when you start throwing in these like very big words that have very like very specific meanings and are often used to describe like a lot more intense offenses. Like yeah. gaslighting is a form of abuse. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't it's even know a, where that came. And then the slut shaming thing, I was like, can Kira, can you just pause real quick and have Kira tell me what Jill said? Like, I, I genuinely want to yeah. know if there is a specific thing you're talking about here because I didn't see it. Jill's like, what? Like I, you're just attack. I feel like you've been attacking me. I'm not, trying to do any of this stuff. This isn't going anywhere. She walks away. Conversation over. She Where's walks Romeo away and goes and sobs. Yeah. Oh my God. Romeo has just gotten off fucking scot-free over here Fully at the bar. Yeah. Watching two women <laughs> just get into a massive fight about him. I yeah. will say also you're attacking me or I'm being attacked is another one of the used more often than it's defined (laughs) phrases where I'm like, boy, oh boy, oh boy, you could ask 10 different people on that beach what it means to be attacked and you would get 10 completely different answers. Well, that's just one of those classic things where I'm like, is this some sort of attack or is it just a conflict? Like, yeah, obviously Kira has been doing things that needle Jill. Jill has also been talking massive shit about her to all of their friends. So it's like, they're just, they're in a fight. They're in a conflict. They are. Jill uh, is getting a big hug from Brandon (laughs) to comfort her after this. And Romeo's just at the bar smiling and chatting with Wells about how Kira might go on a rampage. And gosh, it might've been easier if he hadn't kissed her, but here we are. Anyway. (laughs) That face is the right face Emma. <laughs> is the right just like <laughs> bewildered and horrified I is was just right like face? this is not the correct emotional response to this Romeo I would say he's got like a shit eating grin on his face he's like I sort of know I should be like embarrassed about this but I don't know it's kind of funny Ooh. <sighs> <laughs> I'm like, buddy, it should only be funny if you're not involved. Like, you're implicated in this. Go deal with Totally. <laughs> totally. Leave the reaction shots to Justin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's he why he's best. here. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So, Kira, fairly enough, I think, at this point, is like, Romeo handled this like a little boy. And I need a man. Cut to her, draped all over Casey, who, again, is here to be a soft landing pad for a woman in need of a hard pivot. And he is pretty uncomfortably telling her that his mother will kill him if she sees this. I think we actually have a little clip of their conversation. What, you don't like this? <laughs> you can't get me inside. My mother would kill me. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm a good boy. You are? Yeah, don't get me in trouble. She was rubbing his nipple. No way. You guys missed it. Where? Kira. <laughs> Between her. Kira's rubbing nipples? I love that. Hey, make your make your dad proud. Okay. Worry about your dad. Uh, no. This is where I oh. really was like, I don't know if I want to hang with Kira. I just, the like, make your dad proud, oh, think about your dad, I, uh, weird sexualized logic The idea there. that it's like all the mean mommies out there controlling their son's sexuality, but their dads are just like, yeah, get it they're, in. Their pervy dads want their sons <laughs> yeah. to be sexually dominant, just like I them. have fully <laughs> been squicked, like, onto another planet. <laughs> Like I, I got was having a full body reaction. My skeleton is on Mars now. Yeah. Like, goodbye. Like, I, was I was like, just like, this is so uncomfortable. I was like, think of what you're saying, Kira. You're like, we're going to put on a little performance for your dad to watch later. And he's going to be so into it. Like, he, Jesus Christ. Also, this is one of those situations that I think we talk about when we talk about like consent and specifically with women a lot that I was like, like it felt like Casey was sort of like soft declining. Yeah. Yeah. And like gent gently giving the signal that like, oh, you know, like you're I'm I'm not really trying to engage in this. Yeah. And Kira was not yeah. responding correctly. I, to he that. was truly trying to kill the mood by bringing up his mom. And she was yeah. like, what if I made the mood sexier by bringing up your dad? And I'm like, that is both a weird choice and you are not picking up his message, which is that he doesn't necessarily want to do this right now. Also, listen, the, the only way to make that worse is like, at first I was like, she doesn't even know his dad. And then I was like, that only makes it weirder. <laughs> like if you think about like dads in general like your dad is watching the concept of a dad watching is like icky but then if you think about specific dads of adults that you know it yeah, gets, you're like at least she doesn't have a close personal relationship woo, with his parents it gets so much worse oh, it gets so God. much worse well you know I, casey I really did. I felt for him in this moment. Of course, the next day, he immediately makes a comment about the claws coming out. And so then I hated him yet again. Um, just kidding. Didn't hate him. But I hate that. I hate that. I do hate that. But he really went through it with all the non-consensual he nipple went, play. So He was really receiving. <laughs> again, as I said, he was on the receiving end of a lot of pivots. And like, I don't necessarily think he wished to be. And I just feel that maybe everyone should have uh, respected Casey's bodily autonomy yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. So the morning after, uh, Genevieve and Justin are just kind of chilling together after having had a steamy night of makeouts in various locations. And she's feeling very confident about his rose. They are hanging out by the pool. To me, with all due respect to Genevieve zero and Justin, I'm feeling zero vibes. Like, it's like just friends energy over here. And barely. Barely friends. They're, like, not touching too much. They're, like, sitting very stiffly. They're chatting. I was like, I don't, I don't see it. Was she, was that, they were the two where she was, like, he was walking over to sit next to her at the pool. And she was like, no, sit on this side of me. Yeah. And I was like, what's this? Is that, like, your good, what's happening? There's plenty yeah, of room probably. on both sides. What's happening? Listen, I'm happy for her. It's taken me until the age of 34 to find out which side I think of as my good side. And you know what? I still keep forgetting. <laughs> I think it might be this side. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, look in a mirror later and do it again. Um, so, 
At this point, obviously, she's feeling great. Here comes someone excited to meet Justin and fuck things up on the beach. Victoria Fuller. Womp womp. She's going to be a major player. You can feel it. This is a big get for them. And that is kind of where we leave the episode on a big old cliffhanger and with an extended trailer in which we see Rodney, Sally, Eliza, Kate Gallivan, a lot of tears, and also Casey's medical emergency. Apparently, we are literally going to watch him shatter his ankle. Like, I really don't want to. Like, do you see him on the floor? Like, they're like medic. He, like, injured himself so badly that he had to leave Paradise and, like, have an extensive recovery. And, like, I don't really want to watch it happen. No, I don't either. And I feel so inured to, like... Almost every season of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and BIP has like a cutaway to an ambulance. <laughs> right? Like that's yeah. a very frequent thing. And then it'll be like, they were dehydrated or like they twisted <laughs> yeah. their ankle. Or do you know what I mean? Like it's almost always yeah. like, a total like and unfortunately, burger. this guy literally was severely injured. Yeah. Yikes. That's awful. I know. I Poor thought it Casey. was gonna be like on an extreme date, but it seems like it's at the bar, which honestly that tracks as someone who's an ex- extreme 30 something energy <laughs> is just like when you realize that you can just like walk funny and like I know. very much hurt yourself. I would be on the show like there's Claire getting up from brunch and oh my God, she hobbled her knee. She can't walk Exa- anymore. Oh, she no, has to she's be thrown out her back. I'd be like, is there an acupuncturist on this? Claire slept all wrong and now it. she has to be evacuated. Her flirting is all about back pain? I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh. 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 So someone's been spying on date night with my husband. Um, I will say this about the season preview, about what's coming. There is a clip that they have been loving to show in the short version of the season preview, in the long version of the season preview, and that is someone opening a suitcase, the contents of the suitcase spilling onto the floor, and a vibrator turning on, uh, and just sort do of. Do you like, mean Sally's vibrator? Yeah. Is it Sally? They keep being yes. like, it's Sally's vibrator. <laughs> And I will say, like, I'm not looking forward to however Bachelor of Paradise decides to cover, like, the presence of a vibrator. But as a viewer, I'm like, I'm glad that they acknowledge that people are bringing sex toys to Paradise. I just think it's incredible that people bring them because they never get any time alone. Totally. I I was like, I love, honestly, like, fucking respect that you're like. Who, yeah, you know I'm going to find time. If you're going to put me in group living quarters. Yeah. I'm there where there's a will, there's a way. That's and right. I love that. <laughs> I love that for Sally. Well, and also it does feel like uh, a very distinct possibility that many of these very conventionally attractive men are not exactly stellar lays, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that feels yeah. like a very distinct possibility. That's so really I'm also like, fair. even if you are hooking up with someone, like make it good for you. Great. Go to town. You know what? That's such a good point. She's like, I'm bringing this for when I hook up with Johnny. And it turns out it was all talk. I still need (laughs) mama still needs to have a good time. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, Take care of you, uh, team. Good job. And I think that is a perfect note to, to end on, you know, pleasure for all. Aubrey, it was such a pleasure to have you here today. What a treat. We it's love always your insights. So always. Oh my gosh. Please come back. And can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, I am 
at your fat friend, YR fat friend on Twitter and Instagram. And I am uh, at AubreyGordon.net, bringing back the mid nineties with the dot net yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the internet writ large. Yeah. And now it's time for love to see it, hate to see it. Let's start off with the good. I love to see it. Yes, I love to see so many things. One of the things I really loved was just seeing so many familiar beloved faces on my screen. Andrew S., Justin, Teddy, Michael A., Sierra, Jill. Like, this is why we put in the hard work to watch all of the Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons so that we can really enjoy Paradise. And I'm thriving right now. Also love to see Brandon as our big romantic lead and also Serene. These two were so beloved in their respective seasons. I am so excited that they are going to get to just like be our hopefully like big sweeping love story. We always get at least one. I have been craving, craving that sweet rom-com magic and I just need them to give it to me. Yes. I also like... (laughs) Have to say, we've been watching a lot of more high concept, like slick summer dating shows recently. And I truly do love to see Bachelor in Paradise's sort of rustic summer camp aesthetic and format. Like, it's actually kind of refreshing. Like, just some friends with sexual tension hanging out with the crabs in the sand. It it feels sort of more chill in that in the in that sense than a lot of the newer summer dating shows, although perhaps more tears. We also just love to see that good beachside fashion, specifically Sierra's bikini. Obsessed, perfection, beautiful no-no. So good. And now it's time for hate to see it. We actually had more of these as happy as we were to see Paradise back. I hated to see Johnny rapping. Just no. Also, just no. Shanene. No. No. I hated to see Brandon not being Bachelor. He should have. Like, glad for him and Serene, but I would have loved to get a Brandon Bachelor season. Also hated to see accusations of gaslighting and slut-shaming with no basis that we could see. And if there is basis, that basis being completely edited out or off screen. Like, as we discussed earlier... It's frustrating for me to see these terms that have a lot of real meaning sort of being used as just signifiers for, like, I was in pain, I feel hurt. Yeah. And speaking of that, hate to see drama that started off screen. I want to see it. And, like, I understand that it's impossible to control And it doesn't really work to fully clamp down on it either. And I think it is better to just let it happen than to try to punitively punish people for for having off-screen interactions. Um, And yet, it's more fun when I see everything happen and it's annoying to keep being presented with drama that I don't fully understand. I wish it weren't the case. Also hate to see this show's really weird and depressing relationship with women in their 30s. Men who are in their late 30s, like, 
often thrive on this show. Michael gets to be a zaddy. Everyone's obsessed with him. Women with who are even like one or two years into their 30s are treated like aged crones who should just like wither into, I don't know, non-existence. Yeah, it's... It's disrespect, and it's disrespect not just for older women, but for older seasons. Like, what happened Truly. to studying the franchise, knowing the greats, respecting the craft? These young kids these days, these young players have no humility. They don't know their history. And that's all I have to say about that. Shameful. <laughs> also hate to see the way that this show is just explicitly not selling love. Instead, just selling tears and suffering, first and foremost. They're like, yeah, there's a side of love. But the main event is the tears and the suffering. Like, guys, we watch this show because we want it to be fun. Yeah. I have a pretty a lower than you would think limit to how much sobbing I can watch before I stop having fun. I need them to dial it way back. <laughs> I also... Finally, and I do really hate this. I hate to see men getting the roses first. Make them wait. Haven't the men gotten enough on this franchise? Men have men have gotten it. Men have been getting enough. Let them wait. <laughs> and that brings us to our rating for the season. We will be rating each episode on a steaminess rating out of 10 margarita tepid hot tubs. <laughs> We're going to give this one a six. Honestly, yeah. higher than I expected for a steaminess rating for episode one. They went for it. There was a lot of making out night one, a lot of a lot of solid initial connections. And, you know, some of the steaminess I could have done without. For example, the non-consensual nipple play and the leaf garment. But it was there. It was there. And it was much like six out of ten margarita hot tubs. And that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Aubrey Gordon. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Habib and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, tell all your friends about our show. It really helps new people find us. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarinemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at clarinemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clarinemma.substack.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We will be back next week for week two of Bachelor in Paradise. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free.
I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts.